welcome back to another episode of the Conservatarian Podcast. And, uh, well, as you can see or guess from the title, um, I have COVID. And, uh, I figured I'd share my experience, uh, thus far with the virus and and how it's affected my family, I guess, uh, just to be an eye-opener to those who maybe haven't uh, had to experience uh, what what it is the virus exactly does. Um, And I guess an eye-opener to those who maybe think that it's worse than it really is. Um, So, it all started... Uh, one night, Dad and I were coming back from the store, and uh, I had a slight cough, and you know we made a joke. It was like, "Uh oh, I guess I got it now." And uh, <laughs> well, anyway, uh, went to bed that night. I was like, "Well, the cough should be gone in the morning." It's usually how it goes. Uh, so I went to bed, woke up the next morning, and felt a little worse. Uh, Still wasn't a horrible cough, but you know, I had a cough and it was a little warm, and uh, so I called out from work. I was like, "Yeah, I'm not feeling good. Uh, let me just stay home to be safe and sleep it off, and I should be ready to go the next day." And then uh, the next day came, and it was even worse. I put on my uniform and everything, got dressed, deodorant, you know, the whole shebang, and went out to the the truck with my mom and uh we rode down to our other house uh we were going to be down there for a little bit and i was going to get coffee uh and by other house i don't mean we're rich i mean we're just moving into another house right now we're we're in the process of fixing it up and and all that kind of stuff um so i went down there and i was like yeah i don't think i'm gonna be able to go in and um for Walmart there's a uh, a little associate sort of covid quiz you have to fill out before you go to work and uh you know I was like do I do I lie and so I can go to work and and avoid the hassle I was and I decided you know I th- there was no way I was just going to get around it right so I filled it out truthfully you know I have you have a fever and you've been coughing and all that stuff. I filled it out and then, uh, you know, pops up on there. You know, you're at risk. Stay at home and here's a link to uh, do what you need to do. Uh, so I did that and uh, went through with all that and then I was out of work. Um, and I've been out of work since then. It's been about uh, ten days or so. Uh, plus the weekend I had off before I had to call out. So technically about 12 days or so, uh, that I've been out of work and, uh, it's a catch 22 in a way, right? Because I, I do not, (laughs) uh, love my job, you know, I, I can enjoy it day to day, right? Um, but you're working in the public sphere and there's a lot of, people who are not uh, too high on the cognitive scale uh, is what I'll say. Um, 
but overall, you know, it's like, I'm at the point, like, I'm ready to go back to work, you know, I'll go in there and start complaining the first day, but I'm ready to get back to it, um, for one, the, it's the guarantee of knowing how much I'm going to be able to make, you know, because I'll know, okay, I'm getting 36 hours this week, or I'm getting 40 hours this week, 35 and a half, whatever, and I can plan around it accordingly, and now it's just like, you know, I hope I filled out everything right, or I'm not going to get paid, <laughs> um, you know, just, just me really worrying about, uh, my finances, um, because I do help out, uh, my folks as much as I can, uh, I, I feel it's sort of part of my responsibility as someone who still lives at home, um, you know, the less burden for my parents, uh, the easier it is to, to take care of everything else that we have going on, the easier it is to take care of my, uh, of my brothers, which is, you know, really my big responsibility right now as, as for one, as the older brother, and, and two, just because that's what I feel I need to do uh, until I have a family of my own someday, hopefully, <laughs> um, but those first, you know, four or five days were really the, the worst ones for me, um, some folks have varying symptoms, uh, varying sort of experiences with it, but mine was, uh, you know, really bad fatigue, you know, I just lay in bed after I'm supposed to get up, uh, and I've never done that I slept through six minutes of my phone alarm going off and it's a heavy metal song too is and slept through six minutes of it and I finally you know woke up groggy looking around I see my phone and I tapped the alarm turned it off and laid right back down <laughs> and slept for another two hours and I've never done that never not for when I was in school, not when I got to wake up early in the morning to go to work. I've never done that. And uh, now I just, I slept through six minutes of heavy metal for my alarm. <laughs> um, so real bad fatigue. I had a horrible fever for a long time, and it just, that coinciding with the, the fatigue was just really draining, was hard to, be motivated to do much of anything like I barely played my guitar uh or any of my like eight guitars <laughs> which uh is usually not a problem uh for me you know uh but I, I barely played it barely read anything uh just kind of laid around in bed I played some video games a little bit but it was like even that was hard because if you're playing with the guys you start laughing and any time I'd start laughing, I just started coughing up a bunch. And it's like, all right, and you stop coughing sometime soon, or you know, <laughs> I'm gonna like pass out from lack of breath. Um, and that was like the first couple of days was just bad fatigue, fever, horrible coughing, and then after that, it sort of changed, right? It, it turned into like runny nose, uh, stuffiness, uh, some slight nausea, some stomach problems, uh, the coughing started dying down, so it was like two completely separate sets of like, COVID, like two different rounds, right, and then just, 
switched around. So I had I went from the cough and fever, fatigue to like sniffling, runny nose, stuffiness, uh, nausea, uh, some stomach issues, and then after that, it just turned into uh, a light cough. Um, so I'm still coughing every now and then. Uh, right now, my nose is a little stuffy, but I think it's because the air is sort of stagnant in the uh, room I'm in. Uh, but if I go outside, breathe in you know, fresh air, get a little bit of sunlight, feel pretty good. And I think that uh, something I definitely recommend: just sit out on your on your porch, front, back, whatever. Or if you got a little, you know, piece of land, you can just walk through with some woods or something. Definitely recommend doing that. Um, to me, it, it seems to really be good to get fresh air, get a little bit of sunlight, and just move around a little bit. Um, at the start of it, I, I really couldn't do anything. Uh, we were down at our other house picking up tree limbs out of the yard, and just me bending down to pick up a couple and, and throw them in the trailer we had on our lawnmower. Uh, that was enough to send me into a horrible coughing fit. Um... But as you can hear now, uh, that's past. I don't know if I've coughed at all during this. Uh, but like I said, that's all I've got now is a light cough. Uh, I've only done it maybe three or four times today. And, um, as in just like one single cough and then go, you know, hours without doing it again. Um, but that was really sort of my experience as far as that goes, so put in to get tested on the 12th from CVS and uh, waited in line for like an hour finally got the test done I gotta say that's the the nasal swab test mm, like if if there was an option you know I'd totally do a blood test uh, I, I feel like the blood test would be more definite for one uh, but the nasal swab that's just so annoying and and at uh, the CVS you know you had to do it yourself and ooh man just thinking about that i mean what a way to just get your your nose running am I, like you you put it in there they say an inch and then you got to swab it around in there and then you know you just leave it sitting there and you just feel the sneeze building up as you're sitting there waiting, counting down the seconds for them to say, okay, switch nostrils, you just, oh, buddy. Uh, but got that done. We're waiting days and days for that to come in. Uh, and in the time we were waiting, we said, all right, let's just go and get another test done, and maybe we'll get the results in faster for that. So uh, we went to uh, DHEC, uh, one of their sites, rolled through there, and uh, they said that was be a 72-hour wait. Um so I think the day after we did that, I got the other test back from CVS, uh, and it was positive. And at that point, my dad had already been out of work because they didn't know if I had it or not, and they were waiting for that. Um, and when we got confirmation, he had to be out even longer just because he's been around me and they don't want to risk, uh, you know, even if my dad doesn't get it, just him carrying it around and then being at work so he had to be out from work for that uh and then when we went to DHEC they got tested too uh so a couple of days passed we get the results from DHEC uh, mine was still positive obviously um 
Mom's came back positive, but Dad's was negative, even though they'd both been sick and been around each other a pretty good bit. Uh, so that was strange, but, <laughs> you know, I get, it could be possible. Dad just has uh, some other different generic flu or cold. Um, but with that knowledge, he has to be up from work even longer. And uh, supposedly, uh, without pay, after a certain point, which is not going to bode too well for us financially with us. You know, we have uh, some bills to pay, <laughs> uh, we'll say. Um, and Walmart will only pay full wages for the first two weeks, uh, which is what they have done. I get paid 24th or something like that. Um, and then after that, I think it said two hundred per week. You get paid biweekly, so it'd be four hundred. Uh, I don't know if that's before or after tax, um, but that's the thing I'm worrying about the most right now. Uh, most everyone in the household has a cough of some kind, feeling a little down, but everyone seems to be pretty okay as far as that goes. But basically, everyone in the household has it. Um, and, you know, we took the precautions we needed to, you know, I quarantined myself, uh, to a, a, basically a separate building, right, but it's got, you know, air conditioning and, and all that stuff in there, but I've, I've been in this room, I only go up, <clears throat> go, quote-unquote, up to the house, it's just the phrases we use, right, um, I'll go into the main house, uh, to use the bathroom, shower, all that. Uh, wash my hands, keep distance, uh, especially for my Nana. Uh, you know, her health was is uh, fairly compromised. Her lungs are not too good. Um, so we did everything we needed to, but it, it still didn't really matter, uh, which I guess makes sense. They say the, the virus is highly contagious. Um, but, you know, we washed our hands, kept our distance a good bit. Uh, I even wore a mask <laughs> in our own house. Just, if not, you know, even if it didn't work, I guess, just to feel better about it because I didn't want anybody else to, to get it, especially my, my nana and my brothers. Um, but basically everyone's sick. But like I said, they're, they're doing pretty well. Um, and I've got to say, it's it, it was an experience for sure. I mean, I, I still technically have it, but I'm, I'm mostly over it unless it just comes back and decides to kick me in the balls. Um, but it was an experience and uh, real eye-opening to get that email and says, you know, you are positive. <laughs> um, I gotta say, I guess I should have seen it coming in a way, working in the public sphere and um, but, you know, even at work, I, I always wear gloves, uh, I wore gloves before the virus was even a thing, just because my hands would dry out handling cardboard boxes all day, so I'd always wear those throwaway, uh, latex gloves, and, uh, you know, change those out every time I come back to the, the back area, um, uh, try to keep my distance a good bit, but grudgingly wore the mask on 
the uh, the sales floor, um, which there and again pretty annoying to wear for eight hours straight. Um, and you're trying to talk to people and they're like, do what? Yeah, you can't hear anybody. <laughs> you can't tell what expressions on people's faces. There's been countless times where uh, I'm smiling at somebody, then I realize, oh, they can't see. And uh, apparently I have angry eyes. <laughs> I always look like I'm like staring daggers into people. Um, I attribute that mostly to me being part Korean. My eyes are, you know, not Asian-Asian, but they got the slight... I guess slant to them, so I just kind of look like I'm judging everyone as they walk by. <laughs> um, not to mention, you know, just trying to breathe in the mask. You're pulling a heavy pallet out to the floor, and you're supposed to just keep the mask on the whole time, and you're just breathing into it, and the mask is getting damp, and it's like, yeah, this is really helping me a lot now, isn't it? And I guess with me still getting it, I guess shows that sometimes precautions don't mean anything, you know. The virus is, it's going to be out there, you know. If you're going to get sick, I suppose you're you're going to, to get sick. Um, I'm not here to lecture people on masks, uh, you know. If you feel it helps you, you wear it, you do what you need to do uh, for yourself. Um... As I was thinking earlier, you know, nobody has done anything to hold the Chinese government to account for letting this virus spread a as it did. Um, and people say, oh, well, that's just a conspiracy. Stop blaming China. This is Trump's fault. Well, look. China knew about it. Yes. China didn't tell anybody about it. For a good while there. Yeah. China shut down travel in their own country. From Wuhan to other parts of their country. They shut it down. But they let travel continue to every other country how is that okay whether the virus came from a wet market or whether it came from a government lab whether it was an accident on purpose man-made natural whatever the fact remains is that the Chinese government let it out. They let it out. And they didn't warn anyone for a long time. And since then, all we've seen is political pandering and fear-mongering from the media and from politicians. It's not safe outside, except for, oh, when this first started, they were all saying, go outside, you know, come to Chinatown. Because... <laughs> You know, apparently people were, were being racist uh, towards Asians, which is, you know, always wrong. Um, but they were telling people, you know, go outside, you know, everything's going to be okay. And then 
did a complete 180. And they continue to do that. Fauci went from saying masks don't work at all to saying masks are the number one thing we need to do. And just recently, a study came out uh, from some Danish, uh, you know, scientists saying, you know, masks offer no protection to, you know, moderate levels of protection, which is a pretty wide range there, you know, it offers nothing or simply moderate protection. Um, with some saying, you know, the only masks that really work are masks you would wear in surgery, <laughs> While while doing an operation on somebody, um, it's really, really weird how everything's been so heavily politicized. The the science, you know, the, the entire sort of medical industry has been politicized. The vaccine has been politicized. The therapeutics has been politicized, and it all comes down to whether you are, you know, sort of conservative leaning and like Trump. Or not, and that's it. That's that's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter, you know, trying to hear different opinions from different scientists as as they debate, you know, what the real uh, goal needs to be while looking at the virus, uh, what therapeutics really work, what vaccines really work, or any of that, which is what you want in a healthy scientific uh, community, right? You want different scientists with different ideas and theories to to sort of go head to head uh so they can prove who's right or who is most right or if they're both wrong and they come to a different conclusion that's the whole point of science science is not supposed to be uh faith driven you're supposed to investigate um you're supposed to ask the hard questions that's why I don't understand so many people dismissing certain scientists because it's just not convenient for the truth that they want. Um, and then you have the whole lockdown debacle, saying we should shut down the country, shut down the economy, people should stop going to work, stop seeing their family, stay inside, stay cooped up in their house. A free society cannot function in that way. And I think we've seen that with the riots that happened in the wake of George Floyd's death. A lot of the looters out there were people that had pent up energy from having to, to stay inside, coupled with um the 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 horrible tragedy that happened. Uh it was just a recipe for disaster. It's been one thing after another this year and it's all been so mind-boggling because everything has been politicized and why why should this virus be politicized why is it republicans and democrats couldn't come together and do another bipartisan bill why hasn't pelosi still brought up the bill what is she waiting for the next congress why because it, it, it'll be irrelevant Right, they're hoping that all of Trump's litigation into these states about the election fails, and that Joe Biden will be president, and they're hoping that they're going to win these two Senate seats in Georgia, because then Kamala Harris will be the tiebreaker in the Senate, and that's why Democrats are holding back 
on trying to get done any sort of coronavirus relief package, including $580 billion that still hasn't been spent from the CARES Act passed back in March. Are you joking? And you can say, oh, well, that's, that's not the case. Then what is the case? Give me one good reason why they can't just pass a simple bipartisan bill. Paycheck protection programs, small business loans, liability protection for business owners. You could do another round of stimulus checks with that $580 billion. So why haven't they? There is no good reason. And you could say, oh, well, Mitch McConnell's not doing anything. Okay. So why doesn't Nancy Pelosi take charge and say, okay, we're going to do this? You know, any way you turn it, the optics from getting it done looks good for everyone. If you ask me, it should have been done before the election. I think that probably would have been a, a pretty good booster to your potential votes, right? Saying, I helped get this passed. I helped get more aid passed through. I voted yes to it. But no. They're waiting for January 20th for the new Congress to be inaugurated. And they're hoping Joe Biden will in fact be the president. And they're hoping that they win these two Senate seats in Georgia so they can continue to play politics and gain as much power as they want. And it is sickening. They are playing games while the American people suffer at the hands of a virus that came from a foreign country where that government did not warn us until it was already here. They continue to play politics. It's disgusting. People have died and still are. I was lucky. My family and I are lucky. We're in pretty good health. Young. Pretty good immune systems. We're probably going to be alright. We're going to have some financial struggles probably from it. But we should make it through. God willing. But lots of other people aren't. They can't afford to miss work. They can't afford to be out. They can't afford another politically charged lockdown. And the American people as a whole, our country, cannot afford China and the Chinese government just being able to keep doing business as usual after they let this happen. Majority of our medical uh, you know, pharmaceuticals, all that, therapeutics continue to be made in China. Why is that? Why would you let a foreign nation, whether it's your ally or not, why would you let a foreign nation be in charge of your medical industry? Why should they make all the generic drugs? Because it's cheaper? You're going to put the American people at risk because it's cheaper? No. I'm too much of a, I guess, a nationalist for that. But it seems to me American drugs and medicine should be made in America. 
where the FDA can keep close tabs on it, make sure everything's being done by the book, and it's safe. I'm not confident in letting an adversary, which we're currently in an economic battle with, and potentially a second Cold War with, quite frankly, let you know, let them make our medicine and let them continue to have such a strong hand in our economy with many jobs still being over there. This virus is just another thing on the list of of really screwed up things that is going on. My brothers have been sick. They've gone and be tested while waiting for the results back. And if something were to happen to them or anyone else in my family, guess what? Nothing. No one to be held accountable. Not our politicians. Not the corrupt Chinese government. And I think that's almost worse than the virus itself. The lack of action and the complete ineptitude of our elected officials. You see, there's a difference between a politician and a representative. A politician goes in to stuff their own pockets full of money to make a good name for themselves to get power. A representative is a man or woman who is sick of seeing their fellow countrymen be abused by power and money hungry individuals in government. A representative can make the hard decisions. A representative can hold corruption to account. And unfortunately for us, we just don't have a whole lot of representatives, but we sure do have a lot of politicians who seem to not care one way or another what happens to me or my family and seem not to care one way or another what happens to you or yours. It's all cheap talk. Everyone says, we want to do the bill. We want to do the bill. Then do it. With how things are right now, it's going to be tough. But the American people are resilient. You cannot underestimate the, the strength and willpower of a country that has come to know and love freedom. That freedom gives strength. And I think that's probably the best attribute of being an American. It's not just where you're born, it's your DNA, your soul, 
you have that drive to do better, to do good. When you see something wrong, you don't want to just sit back and and let it happen. You want to call it out. So, here I am, calling it out. I guess I'm disappointed in our representatives, in our government. They haven't done anything but talk this whole time. They're using the virus for political gain, power. It's more the same, really, which is why I never really cared about the virus as the number one issue. My main concern has always been what they'll use the virus next to gain and leverage power. But I digress, I suppose. That's really all I've got for this episode. I kind of went on a tirade there at the end, but I feel like it needed to be said. I feel like it hasn't been said enough. I feel like too many people have forgotten how this all started and and that action still needs to be taken. Um, so here's hoping and praying that some representatives stand up and, and do the right thing. And here's hoping to 320-odd million Americans that we all come through this stronger and better with all our freedom intact. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Conservatarian Podcast. And you'll hear from me next time.